Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 5, Episode 47 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, studying in Matthew chapter 6 and 7 in the February the 21st to February the 26th week of our Come Follow Me study. And today uh, we're going to continue with Matthew chapter 6, looking particularly at the Lord's Prayer today. So we've just introduced about prayer and how what the Saviour said about prayer. And then uh, in verse 9, he says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, O Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh, So he begins a prayer and says that the way in which he is about to pray is the pattern or the manner after which uh, we should pray. To begin with, of course, addressing our Heavenly Father uh, and speaking his name in reverence. Uh, And what I love about this is that the way in which our Heavenly Father requires and asks us to speak to him, it isn't, you know, uh, with the name necessarily of God. It isn't necessarily with the name of Master or or of, um, you know, any of the other names which indicate the power and the uh, omnipotence of of our Heavenly Father. But rather it is the close and the intimate term of father which i think is a a wonderful um, opportunity for us to really build that connection with him as our heavenly father um in verse 10 it then talks about thy kingdom come thy will be done on in earth as it is in heaven and this is interesting this um part of the prayer because it seems to be suggesting the savior seems to be suggesting that whilst we may be waiting for a time when God's kingdom comes to the earth, when when the second coming, for example, happens, that the millennial reign will begin and that the Saviour will bring peace and, um, you know, this what this good feeling, this, this connection, this Zion-like society with him. But actually, that is, isn't what we should be doing. We should be seeking to build that now on earth as it is in heaven. And of course, you know, there are many factors and things in the world which make that uh, impossible to do right now in all places with everyone. But, you know, certainly within our families, certainly within our ward families, certainly within our neighbourhoods, we can seek to build that um, that kingdom here and be kingdom builders, kingdom, kingdom builders on the earth. Verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. Um, you know, sometimes, as uh, the Saviour said in verse 8, the Father knows what we need. The Father knows what we would need to ask. And if we forget to say something in our prayer that we wanted to ask for, but we, we intended to, he knows our hearts. He knows our desires. He knows um, that we have the right intentions. Uh, and so I think that's um, <clears throat> an important thing. That daily bread uh, idea is the fact that he knows our everyday needs uh, and he knows exactly what will help us. Verse 12, we're reminded, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And so many times the Saviour speaks about this principle, about as we ask for our debts, our sins, our transgressions to be forgiven, uh, we also need to forgive others. Now, of course, that does not necessarily mean that we condone or we excuse behaviour which is harmful to us. But what we do is that we do forgive them. and that we make ourselves make sure that we are safe uh, from that as well. But a Quentin L. Cook uh, said this, uh, quote, When we are truly humble, we pray for forgiveness and forgive others. As we read in Mosiah, Alma taught that as often as we repent, the Lord will forgive our trespasses. 
On the other hand, as indicated in the Lord's Prayer, where we do not forgive others' trespasses, we bring ourselves under condemnation. Because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, um, through repentance, our sins are forgiven. When we do not forgive those who trespass against us, we are in effect rejecting the Saviour's atonement, holding a grudge and refusing to forgive and refusing to humbly approach our relationships in a Christ-like manner truly brings us under condemnation. Holding a grudge is poisonous to our souls. Close quote. Some may feel that is harsh, you know, well, maybe a difficult thing to do uh, for, for certain. Uh, and I think that that is completely understandable, particularly when those those things that have been wronged uh, against us are life changing and life altering in the way in which they damage us. Um, of course, you know, no, as I mentioned before, no one is suggesting that we should roll over and let anyone do anything to us. And if there is uh, particular issues, for example, abuse and other things like that happening in, in any manner, um, then that needs to stop and the person needs to be safe. But forgiveness is still a possibility. Uh, through the atonement of our Saviour, we can all be healed. Our relationships can be strengthened and restored and we can be cleansed through that forgiveness. So um, I think that is an important thing. And then in verse 13, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Um of course, we know that the Joseph Smith translation uh, alters that and suggests that it's and sufferers not to be led into temptation. Uh, with the fact that um, that the Christ is not suggesting that Heavenly Father leads us to be tempted, uh, but rather He allows it uh, and He uh, He can allow it. So, you know that's part of the nature of the the world we live in. But we can ask for that support to not be allowed to be led into it. Um, and so that's, you know, I think one of the most very important things uh, to understand with that last bit. And then in verse 14 and 15, the Saviour speaks again about further principles leading from this prayer. Uh, again, again, about forgiving men their trespasses. Um, uh, President Dallin H. Oaks said, quote, One of the most godlike expressions of the human soul is the act of forgiveness. Everyone is wronged at some point by someone and, and many suffer serious wrongs. Christians everywhere stand in awe of those pioneers who helped, who have climbed that steep slope to the spiritual summit attained by those who have heeded the Saviour's command to forgive all men. Forgiveness is mortality's mirror image of the mercy of God. Close quote. I love that last phrase. Forgiveness is mortality's mirror image of the mercy of God. It truly takes a, a, a person who is seeking to build a Christ-like um, character who is seeking to become more like him to be able to forgive someone uh, for something that has been you know has seriously wronged them um but it is something which whilst hard to do uh, the savior asks us to to live that law and that is why this is a higher law <laughs> it's not a higher law because it's easier or because it's um, something that anyone could do if with very little little effort this does take time but we have to put that work in and that effort to be able to to build that character. Um, I'm going to leave that there because I think the next section kind of takes a nice um, s switch to something else. Uh, and it, it is better kind of addressed together. So we'll talk about uh, treasures in heaven and the light of the body and uh, serving two masters uh, tomorrow. So lots, again, of brilliant uh, insights and thoughts, which, again... You know, we hear all the time, but do we need to reflect on them and think, is there things that we need, we need to eradicate and change in our lives 
so that we can be living this to the fullest extent that we can. Um, so we'll talk about all that tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, please share what you've studied on the Facebook group, uh, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me, and uh, join us again tomorrow until we meet again.